0: Welcome to the Home Care Network podcast. In our podcast, we're bringing various guests discussing relative business matters that's concerning the operations of your home care business. Our guests will include fellow business owners, home care and health care specialists, service providers, and a wider range of business mentors and coaches. Be free to share the podcast within your network and to scroll through our channel for more content that is relative to you. Join us. We are networking today as we build for your tomorrow. Welcome to the Home Care Network podcast. And today I'm here with Adam Kukoran. And I'm just so overly thrilled and overly enjoyed that Adam wants to join us today and talk about being comfortably uncomfortable with your faith. And this is an area that um, we have spoken about on numerous occasions, right? Adam, welcome.
1: That's right, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm honored to be on this uh, podcast and kind of leaning a little bit more into the word and understanding why faith is so important in our day-to-day existing and, and more importantly, in our day-to-day workplace.
0: Right, right. And, and it can be a challenge, you know? I mean, we have enough that we're faced with, you know, just, just from being present, you know, just from being present. Um, and, and again, you know, this is a, this going to be a time that we can chop it up a little bit. And there's no right or wrong answer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one of the scriptures that always stands out for me is Romans 1, 16 to 17, where it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Right? So, mm-hmm. Adam tell me about you and your faith and how and if you've ever had to be in that situation of being uncomfortable with your faith
1: yeah absolutely i mean there's been numerous times throughout my life um and i would say i i've I've been a believer for a long time but i've really leaned in on my faith probably within the past I'd probably say eight to nine years. Um, and
0: what took you? Then what was it that was that turning point for you?
1: Yeah, full transparency. It's it's my marriage, my wife. Um, you know, I grew up Catholic, and you know, growing up with a single mom and things got busy, and and church was never a priority, really. Um, so you know, we gravitated to going to church Christmas and Easter and. And that was, you know, okay for then. And when I got married, you know, it was one of those things that we really wanted to lean in on our faith because we know that a good spiritual foundation is going to lead to a successful marriage and, you know, a great upbringing for my children.
0: Did you, so, well, you, did you struggle with that, you know, the knowing that having that spiritual foundation for your marriage, for self, for, for life, um, did you have a, a struggle in actually getting to that place that it was it was tangible? Because we talk about it. Yeah. We, we talk yeah. about it, but is it tangible?
1: So I think it was hard for me, you know, when I, when I started going to church regularly, I feel like, I mean, and I think we all go through spiritual phases of our life where we're leaning in more or less and we need to get back on track. But I think early on in my faith, <clears throat> It was it was a little bit hard because like you said tan- there's no tangible you know there's emotions there's feelings um you know what to believe what not to believe i feel like i almost had to start over like a child um i yeah, feel like I-, I had to learn like i was like a toddler um and i say that not in a, in a demeaning way i think it was super um, i think it was it was good insight for me because it gave me the opportunity to be vulnerable but also to really just be a sponge and 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 grow um, as a person so I, I looked at it as an opportunity
0: and, and, um, and knew, then, i'm sorry i'm sorry go ahead no no no
1: i was just gonna say and then you know through through that spiritual journey i mean becoming baptized and now you know leading the you know sermons at, at my my church. I I I wrote, You know I lead a couple men's groups, and I'm very involved. And I look back and reflect on my life without Christ, and I kind of question how I ever did it.
0: Wow, wow. See, you know that's one of those. That's one of those. Um, those terms: is your glass half full or is it half empty? Right. And it's not until you see that it's half empty that you realize you was actually, you was actually half full. Right. Uh, You know, I know in our conversations, you know, you and I have gone through phases that, you know, we are supporting each other, you know, professionally. And, um, there was a moment that you would share with me about the loss of mom. And, um, I was given that message and I, and I, I don't know if I called you or it was a text message and I like gave you a a kick in your tuchus really. And and was like, but you know, and and I find that sometimes that I I get those and and whether it's a, a moment of clarity, you know, however, but then it's always relative to somebody who I'm with. And sometimes it comes at times that, you know, should I express that to that individual or should I just keep right. that thought, that, that message to oneself?
1: And <laughs> that hesitation, honestly, I think I think that hesitation is the enemy at work. And I can yeah. lean in a little bit more on that. Yeah. I think that hesitation is is a play on the enemy by providing fear and doubt in one's perspective. Because I think we get too caught up on if I say this, and this is a great segue into being uncomfortably comfortable in your faith. I think I think the enemy wants us to be uncomfortable um, in our faith. Right? Yes. The closer we are to God and Christ and our faith and our spiritual being and our opportunities to to provide insight on on faith. The, the enemy doesn't want that,
0: right right so more he leans so, into
1: you. so the more yeah the, so the, so the closer you are to God, the more the enemy is gonna work. and I, I believe that that wholeheartedly because I, I truly I've seen it work firsthand. Um, you know when I'm close to God and things are going good and I find opportunities boom, smack, self-doubt. how am I not? I'm not worthy? you know I catch myself saying that all the time. I'm not worthy. Well, sure I am. Right. But those those moments of doubt, those moments of fear, fear. I mean, we could we could have a whole conversation on just fear.
0: Oh, Um, yes.
1: And, you know, know, fear is misinterpreted all the time. You know, when when growing up, we hear fear, we think of fear of heights. We think of fear of, you know, snakes and and dogs and, you know, things that are common
0: and tangible. Um,
1: Correct. Right. Right. And, and and fear is much greater than we actually know. And, and there's there's a ton of fear in our lives in, in every single day, and we have to do. But you know, the closer that you get to to your spiritual place, that fear is broken down, right. and it's a beautiful thing. And once you start to really reflect on that and really understand it, God is good.
0: That is good. So you I you know, I remember and I still remember, you know, there is that thing that we say in business, you know, keep politics out of the workplace, keep right? Keep your faith, keep those views and opinions out of the workplace, right? How do you feel about that? Um, you know, and, and I'll share, you know, from my, my own perspective. I sit on the fence. I sit on the fence. Because we do come in a business, and sometimes in that small um, environment, if you will, of multiple different cultures, beliefs, standpoints, positions, opinions, um, so I have to then be that peacemaker. But it's not, and and sometimes I kick myself because I I, I feel that, well, I sh- I shouldn't. Not express how I feel, but I also feel from a business perspective that I still have to be that peacemaker amongst all the different types of individuals and beliefs that we do have in our office. How does that sit with you?
1: So it's funny, said, it, because you know growing up with a large family, large Italian family it was pretty much a divided family politically, which is kind of funny. Um, so if you ever want to sit it, you know, entertainment purposes, come to, come to a Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Well, can I but get it was always my kind invite? Of a... <laughs> I need my invite.
1: <laughs> that's right. Well, it's not far from you in New Jersey. So uh, that is really funny. Yes. Um, but you know, it, it was kind of the rule of thumb, you know, things that we don't talk about around the dinner table were politics and religion. Uh, and that's kind of been a the rule of thumb in, in the workplace. And I think... You know, if you asked me 10 years ago, I would say absolutely. I mean, you know, it's an inappropriate uh, subject or, you know, even corporate America, I think, you know, really plays a big part on, on sensitivity and and, and I get it. Um, I'm very blessed to to work with a, a small locally owned company, but I've worked for corporate America, right? I've, I've gone Go through those trainings of what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Um, And, you know, I think that also plays back onto the fear. And actually, I just had a conversation with this with a gentleman in my men's group, my men's Bible study, who said, you know, he really can't lean into the word at work or really even show any signs of faith because it would be, you know, perceived as inappropriate.
0: And I Mm -hmm. said, well,
1: I think you have to find a balance and find opportunities for people who are accepting. But... I also think that those policies and those things that are put into your life lead to fear of what if, right? So mm-hmm. if I if I take the opportunity to to you know see another coworker of mine who I know just lost their mom and ask them if I could pray with them. You know, that could be perceived uh, as something that's crossing boundaries.
0: But is it crossing and, boundaries, though? Because she's receiving, she's, re, you know, she's on the receiving end. And, and, and I agree, you know, because there has been moments with our staff and we have all got together, you know, we have an event. We all pray before we start the event. Um, but again, it's finding that balance. Um, that, you know, I'm, I... I that I feel that I'm sometimes challenged with, in terms of, you know, do I or don't I know that I need to go and pray, um, and maybe I need to pray in my own my own closet before an event, as opposed to you know expecting everybody else to pray before an event, etc. Um, but am I am I am I then considered, you know, um, a half-made Christian? <laughs> right. Right. So
1: I question that too. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, are you are you two-timing God, right? You're putting one yeah. face on at church and your Bible studies and then in your home right, you know. And then and then on the other side of it, I think I think what plays into that truly a is um, our lack of awareness and we give way too much credit to what people think of us. And I'm going to say that again. Yeah. We care way, way, way too much about what others think about us. You know, and, and I would say, if, if you if you would have asked me, you know, five, ten years ago, would I ever pray with someone at work? I, no. I mean, I don't want to be perceived as the weird Christian guy, right? Who's kind of you know the oddball or kind of stepping boundaries. I think the older and the wiser and the closer I get to God, that relationship or that perception of what those people think mean nothing,
0: nothing. Right? right? I
1: think we are so misled on what the true relationship with our Heavenly Father, um, on how, how that is number one priority, number one, above mm-hmm. our families, above our jobs, above our Double cars, sense. our houses, everything um we tend to forget that and we i think we have to we we get misaligned all the time and and we have to reprioritize our commitment to god Mm -hmm. um and be okay be okay with people's perception
0: right i mean
1: if you go ahead sorry go ahead
0: you you hit the nail on the head and and you know now i'm going to go into my closet (laughs) after we finish this broadcast, I want to go into the closet and I'm going to actually have to pray and just say, Lord, I'm so, I am so sorry I was too timing you with the thoughts and opinions of humans above the promises of you. Right? And that right. leads me into saying, you know, Psalms 119 says, I shall not be ashamed. And here I am. Right. I'm ashamed when well, well, I'm well, I... even ashamed then I'm even saying this, but again, these these broadcasts, these discussions have to be authentic. They have to be so, you know, um, so tangible, so so real, um, because we do face this. And I, I'm not the only one. I'm I'm not the only one. You know, when you're going through your journey, um, we flip-flopped a little bit. You know, we we had to recalibrate. We're all gonna go through it, but you have to be honest with yourself in knowing when your faith is being questioned
1: yeah yeah I think we have to reset from time to time again I, I think as I said earlier that's the enemy at work um, providing those distractions getting all, getting us off of our spiritual journey and, and and playing into those those fears that are are going to you know i, yeah. I, I one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 828 or it reads And we know for those who love God, all things will work together for good and Mm. those who are called according to his purpose. You know, we have to align ourselves with people who are going to feed into our spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. So I actually challenge people because I'm like, you know what? Okay. One, stop caring about what other people think. Okay. The reality is, is, this isn't high school anymore, right? We're all adults. We have to focus in our priorities on the relationships that matter the most. But two, let's change the narrative. We get so mixed up about having the wrong perspective. It's like, what if we could surround ourselves with like-minded Christians who could raise us up, who can encourage in a spiritual way, can dive into the word together, can pray with each other. I mean, the power of prayer is unbelievable. I've seen healings, I've seen uh you know just situations just just completely change uh you know we pray I pray i pray during the day during the night you know people people think prayers on for sundays and sundays only no no don't get it twisted i pray any opportunity i can and i i, I actually it was it was a a breakthrough moment for me about probably five or six years ago um some not even a colleague someone who i just you know, it was actually one of my referral sources. Mm-hmm. He, he was going through some things financially and, and troublesome at, at his home. And, you know, it's so cliche for someone who knows that someone is a believer. They say, you know, can you just please pray for me? Right. And what did we do? We say, oh, yes, of course, I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I said, no, no, no. I'm going to pray with him right now. And that that was a that was like a breakthrough moment for me because that's 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 getting out of your comfort zone. That's being uncomfortably comfortable within your faith. Because I took the opportunity to say, I, anyone could say, Yeah, I'll pray for you and then if you, you do, it do. None, that's one thing and you never do. Right. Or if you do, it's a general prayer, it's not specific and it doesn't really hold much context because you don't know what that person is going through. But to lay hands on someone and say, Listen, let's pray. I, it caught him off guard, I'll be honest with you. It caught him off guard because I don't think he knew how to react. But he he ended up, you know, texting me or call me, you know, that next day and, and thanked me for that opportunity. I said, Don't thank thank me. Thank God. He talked through me to right. to be bold, to have that, that opportunity. And I hope that I mean if that only shine any light on to perspective I hope he did that, you know, years to come.
0: And, and what would and what would you say, you know, in being uncomfortably comfortable with your faith, you know, y- yes, you know, your your nine year walk has just grown and grown, and you know, um, mm-hmm. is solid. But are there are there those days for you, Adam, that are just rocky, just turbulent, <clears throat> is just. Um, and whether it be from somebody questioning you or you questioning yourself. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I actually, I led a sermon um, called Hills and Valleys. I don't know if you're familiar with the song from uh, tom Wells called Hills and Valleys. If not, definitely check it out. It's an interesting, it's an interesting song and it, it puts things in perspective of you know, the highs and lows of our spiritual journey and when we really should be leaning in our faith the most. I'll be honest with you, when I lost my mom last year to a tragic accident, um, heart condition that no one ever saw coming, and I went from one day to the next losing my, you know, my mom, um, I went to, I went through a dark place. Yeah. You know, and I, I second guess, how could God do this? How could he not heal her? How could, you know, and, and and all that was was the enemy filling my brain, my mind, my thoughts with negative and doubt and, and, and questioning. And it didn't, it didn't happen overnight where I kind of overcome some of those obstacles. But I think, I think everybody, right? Everyone's gonna sit back and say, well, I'm just not lucky. It's not in my cards. That's when we have to lean in the most.
0: Hmm. It it really, it really does. And it does have to take that, um, that effort to stop all the other stuff, all the other distractions, you know, whether it be the job, whether it be the employees, whether it be, you know, getting to the PTA meeting, whether stopping all of those distractions and just saying, I need just to take this time with me and God. Right. Um, I recently moved into a little bit closer to where my daughter is in orlando now so where i'm recording this from today and um this is my haven and, and it had to be a certain home it had to be a certain place that i can actually you know clear and cleanse and have those moments that when i needed to get away from the crazy as much as i need to be able to get away from the crazy in the moment whether it be you know New Jersey, South Carolina, and I just need just to step away, sit in my car, and do it. Um, I I knew that I needed to have, and I know that I need to have those areas where I can um, just keep recalibrating because we we do get sidetracked. I know that I've been sidetracked.
1: Yeah, and I think I think we try, and I could speak for. As a male, and I know the only reason why this came up in my my brain, or even just Type A people, but we had this in our our, our men's Bible study about men are men and Type A people are just they want to control, right? And they they don't they don't. Can you say want that again,
0: me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they want control. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very true. I think you know there's a vulnerability to saying like i need i need i depend i you know i seek out something to help get through a situation in your life i think that that control is something that we all face face with on a daily basis even in the macro and the you know the micro the big picture the small picture things you know i think of proverbs um, chapter 3 5 through 6 and it reads Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not
0: lean on your, not
1: lean yes. on your you understanding. own
0: understanding. Yes,
1: it's a, you know it's.
0: Oh, say that again. Read it again for me.
1: Yeah, trust in the Lord with mind. all your heart, and do not lean, lean on your, on your, your understanding.
0: understanding. That in is all your no. ways. Acknowledge yes. Him,
1: and He will make straight your paths. And it, it's so good. Uh, I, I I read that quite often because we think we have it all figured out mm. and we don't
0: right One of my employees I think one of my employees maybe about a month ago we was at a funeral and I was going through some stuff and you know my staff generally know when Yvette is not right and um, we was walking to the gravesite and it was quiet but then she just said to me, said to me, and she quoted that same scripture and she read it to me and she said, that's all I'm going to say, but I want to let you know that I love you and God loves you. That is just such a powerful, powerful scripture. Lean not on your own understanding because our understanding is so, so, you know, tarnished by that other dark side um, that we have to be very, very careful on, on, on what we are considering and taking forth on our day to day. Thank you. As well and I think that
1: society allows that too. I don't think society plays a great part in in people being okay with with this. But again, let's change the narrative. It's 2021. It's 2022. It's okay to. To, to lean in, um, but that's why I think, you know, the older we get, the wiser we get, the closer we are to Christ, we all have choices, right? We all have, I mean, we have choices in everything that we do. We wake up every day, we, you we know, do. we can put pants, we can put well shorts on, we can go to work, we don't go to work. We right. we all have choices and, and I think, it, it, you know, so many variables play into the people you're surrounding yourself by, with, and what you're allowing in your eyes and ears plays such a huge role with your spiritual journey.
0: So I have a question. When is it a decision, a, a decision based on business that if that same decision was a decision based on my faith And my Christianity, I probably would not have made that decision. Do people get conflicted with making a business decision versus do I make this decision based on faith, based on my my morals, my 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 spiritual and Christian morals? Is there a two way street? Is it blended? How would you consider that?
1: Because well, I know I think, that you have I to think, make
0: decisions that is, is that strictly for business from, from a, a personal standpoint, from knowing that, you know, of treating somebody like I want to treat myself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I question that.
1: I think it goes back to your morals, right? I think there there's ways and opportunities to make business decisions that don't have to be unethical on moral. I Absolutely. think we and you, you I think you and I have always had this conversation too, is like like if you lead with education, the business will follow. I mean that's kinda of like my, my cliche statement and it's true, but it it is true because I, I've watched I watched it in my own career. I mean trust me, there's a lot of crooked things that are happening in, in the home care space or in healthcare Absolutely. how people gain referrals and what have you. And I'll, I'll mark my word. I'll never operate that way. And it's not that I won't operate that way for one way or the other. It, it really goes back to
0: I know what's right and what's wrong. And and, and, and right, I'm right not and wrong. Put... Yeah, it's, it's most it's most definitely it's most definitely there. And, you know, and I want to give you just an ex- example. I had an employee, and um, you know, she she was she was making a lot of errors. But I soon came to find out that there were some more personal things that were going on behind the scenes and in her own personal life. But ultimately, I had to make a decision on her still making errors and enemies within the workplace and terminating her employment. Now, that was where my challenge is. I know from a business perspective that I made the right decision. But the, the the Christian side of me is saying, you know what, we should we should be embracing those that may be needing that hand of hope, and that's just one of those situations. Again, it's not unethical, it's not immoral, but it was a, a it was a moment that I questioned, like my God, Yvette, you know. Um, maybe you should have kept her on and carried on working with her, and um, you know, maybe provided her some support systems and so forth. But it was constantly affecting the business and all of the other operations and the other personnel um, in the office.
1: Have you ever thought of maybe that person was truly unhappy?
0: I had, and and again, and in, in always, you know, wanting to understand in terms of you know, we don't always get it right, you know? Um, was it something that, again, the need of having to work, but the environment that you was working with wasn't conducive to her own spirit? And, and I do always want to know for the, from those individuals, you know, what was you unhappy with or what didn't necessarily resonate with you? Um, because we always have room for improvement. You know, we're not always right. We're not always right. There's there's too many variables to be always right.
1: Um, I look at the from from the perspective of maybe this was a blessing in disguise. Maybe this was this was not her calling or him or her calling, and and the next job was the one that she was going to be extremely passionate about. We don't know that answer. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But I think there's no coincidences. Right. Yeah. and, I, and I, truly, I truly believe that and actually that's something that I've really, I've really reflected on a lot lately is there are no coinc, coincidences and I think there's things happen for a reason and maybe that, that, that situation that hard choice, that business decision which could be questioned as something that was right or wrong ethically or spiritually could have led that person to the next great opportunity for her right individually
0: but it it didn't stop the questioning from my standpoint and again going back to what you said earlier on when we started the conversation is that you know that's darkness that's the devil just you know trying to right trying to keep you where it needs you to be um, as opposed to you know really knowing that nothing Happened for no reason and there is no coincidences for anything. Um, but yes, I, I was challenged with that and again, in, in everything that we do or I do is that I, I do look at those different variables. I do look at those different variables. So, and don't you think
1: the enemy during that season put that self-doubt in your head? Not saying it did, but it, could it have? Could it have spiraled into self-doubt for other business decisions that you've, ever, you've made in the future?
0: Well, without a doubt, without a doubt, you know, but I had to do the check and balance, you know, after each moment, every each situation, you know, I have to do that check and balance. Right. right. Um, and sometimes I'm recalibrating, you know, more frequently. Um, but yes, I and then I go back to that same proverb scripture um is saying that i'm not leaning on my own understanding because my my own understanding right now is is most definitely clouding my judgment and just like you have said is that there's no coincidences no. there's no coincidences uh, you know and I, and I know that i operate our businesses with integrity with honesty sometimes it doesn't always play out for us and sometimes you can get frustrated with it but I know that I can sleep at night right I know that I can sleep at night um another scripture Adam which I want to throw at you Colossians 3 23 whatever you do work heartedly and you receive the inheritance as your reward Mm. how does that work into your day-to-day Whatever you do, work heartedly, and you'll receive the inheritance as your reward.
1: I, I think it's, a, it's such a powerful scripture because I do believe that some people think just because they're spiritually led or they're Christians, that they're entitled to something.
0: Right? And they're entitled it's like, to no issues.
1: <laughs> right. It's not your free pass to not work towards something, right? Your job, your relationships, you know, you look at your plate of your, of all your things that you have going on in your life. I think it's it's a powerful scripture to understand that there's still work to be done and that you put in the work and you will receive, right? The, and it and it's true. I mean, we see this in the business world all day long, but it works in so many different aspects of our life. So it works in the business world, but it's also it works in, in the spiritual journey. If you don't put work into, it, if you don't if you don't prioritize time and those that are working on that relationship, you're not going to be fulfilled.
0: With, without a doubt, you will feel empty but for those but for those that do not walk that spiritual walk is it it's not necessarily right or wrong for them either right right it's just different it's different
1: it's different but and then you take that scripture and you you conceptualize it to you have to put into work to get the results You know, I I mean, I I train my my sales teams all day long. We can't complain about not getting business if we're not putting in the work. Right. Right. I I literally said that today. We can't be mad about the referral sources not calling us
0: if If we we haven't provided that value. Right. Yep. It's pretty simple. So how do we... How in theory. We, in, theory <laughs> in theory. Right. In theory. Uh, uh, you know, and yes, you know, we're in a world of, of crazy, you know, 2022, coming to 2022. You know, um, life is changing. We've got cars that are driving themselves now. <laughs> right. Um, but in, in theory, it's absolutely true. You, you can't get anything out if you're not putting it in. You can't drink a cup of water if you're not pouring the water into the cup
1: i think people make it more difficult than it is i believe that
0: yeah ecclesiastes eleven four, believe in yourself and your business ideas he who observes the wind and waits for all conditions to be favorable with not so and he who regards the clouds will not reap again one of those scriptures is saying don't just stand back and just keep watching nothing's going right. to come out of it right right, right. if you're going to sit and wait for that right moment that right time you're not going to reap however we do know in business that you have to be taking a risk but you have to minimize your risk
1: okay. but I, I also think people the enemy works in ways to create fear even in business well, I can't do that or you know that self-doubt even in the business world uh, I don't have enough time that may or may not be true that maybe just means that you just have bad priorities
0: or need to make adjustments yeah. right 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 Make, make adjustments. And, and again, you and I have gone through this. And I know that when things were getting very busy for you, when we was 11 o'clock at night and we're texting each other, well, Adam, you know, you're going to do You're going to start looking for something, right? We are going <laughs> at it. But again, and, and sometimes it just takes that like-minded person or just that outside just to, you know, um, provide that kick. In the, and no sooner did you do it, what happened, right? right.
1: And and that. And right that right there, that tells us that we can't do it alone. No. We need community. And I, I can't tell you, you know, being at the church that I'm at and being at the job that I'm at and surrounding myself with people who are going to bring me up, we cannot do it alone. For someone who thinks they can go on the spiritual journey alone, they're dead wrong. The community is what's going to get us to the next level in, in everything, in business, mm-hmm in our relationship with God. I've been challenged more in the past 12 months, spiritually, than I've ever in my entire life. And I've led sermons, oh, wow. I've led groups. I've surrounded myself with people who are pushing me in a meaningful way, that have opened my eyes to say that I, am I can do this.
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh. Before we close out, you know and that was very powerful that you said you know in the last 12 months you've been you know um, spiritually challenged more than you can probably have ever say in in your life can you share what give us an insight into what some of those challenges in business that there were again to give people that 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 point of Relation that it, it's happening to us, and you may just look at it as just something bad happening, or is it just that you're just being challenged? And if you are being challenged and knowing and not leaning on your own understanding, that you know, this you are challenged to go further because you can do more, you can do better, you just have to do it differently. But how much are you willing to look at it from a spiritual perspective and put it on the right path?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think this is a great. Great time to bring up competition. I think people people are so concerned about what the other companies are doing that they're not focusing on themselves. Um,
0: great absolutely. That, that used
1: to be that used to be me. That, I mean, so I look at that from the business sense of like, you know, we have hundreds of different agencies within you know a forty mile radius of where we we operate. And I would get bent out of shape about, you know, another agency getting a contract with the hospital or, you know, I know that they're, they're busier than we are. I think if we're so focused on looking left and right, we're not looking ahead for ourselves. Um,
0: Absolutely. And and that,
1: that stays so true to society and, and our relationship with God. Because those distractors to the left and the right and all over, we're looking at the new car that, you know, our our colleague got that we wish we would have had. Uh, that plays into greed, right? We we, we look at, at 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 sinful behavior of saying, well, you know, I didn't sin that much, but my neighbor, he, you know, well, he does drugs,
0: right? right.
1: I'm not that bad. I think least right. the comparison. Is, is is the enemy of, of keeping our eyes focused where we want to go, business-wise and spiritually. Um, I think it takes a ton of discipline. Uh, it takes a ton of discipline and good intention. And, and, and you know what? It's, it's something that we have to continuously work at. It's not like a, you know, we went through, I went through, my wife and I went through a 15-week group with our church called Freedom. It was outstanding. Um, anyone who has this type of program in their area, I would highly suggest it. And I know a lot of churches actually offer it. Um, life-changing. Life-changing. It ended with a, a two-day conference that basically changed my life. Um, mm-hmm. And after that conference, I, I leaned in. And I, I you know, I was at the top of the world. And I almost had this sense of like, I'm good. Right? right. I'm good. I, I mean, I, I'm at the top. There's no more work to be done. <laughs> right, right. right. And then I quickly got a slap of reality. Like two weeks later, it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> There's forget. still
0: work
1: to be done. There's still work to be done. We're not done here. Um, and I think that's good. It's a it's a good constant reminder. Uh, We're I'm always constantly
0: reading... evolving. We have to. We yeah. have to know that. We have to know that. You know, whether again, whether in business, and and again, I I want to make sure that we are. Um, piggybacking off the business which is that the, the structure of you know um, the home care network um, and home care business advisors um, but we have to put these elements together because it has to be a, a big part of who you are um, it has to be a bigger part of what your company represents it's got to be a big part of what you are doing in the community um, and for people around you so this 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 I think, way has to be the way and we are going to sometimes I'm telling you right now
1: people get too complacent with business i mean trust me there, there's nothing wrong with that company that has their their top 10 accounts and they're they're probably chasing you know 1500 hours for years or months and years but what about the next 10 a accounts what about hiring a marketer what about hiring an HR person? What about scaling your business? It's not about the dollars and cents. It's about freedom. Chase the opportunity to be able to step away from your business for 30 days and not have to worry about it.
0: I know for myself, I have been in in valleys, some deep valleys, but those valleys have actually now become my testimony um, and my story. As a matter of fact, well, I'm, I'm in the process of writing the book. And the book is called Second Chance. Um, so just to let anybody out there know, and, and you cannot run after that dollar. Um, I remember when I first went through my first acquisition and I said, it's in the process, and I said, Well oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this, because then what am I gonna leave to my daughter? Right. But then it, it came through prayer that no, I've got I've got work for you. I've got some, I don't worry about this, you know. Um, And i was still fighting it i was still fighting it adam and to the point that i know for a fact that it was he placed me in a position that my hands were tied my hands were tied that i had no choice at that point but to really consider an acquisition and i did and and again you know looking back i now say to myself i've worked what i've worked i've done what i've done i've cried the tears that i've cried i've thrown cups against the wall i've done all of those things but i am so thankful of what this um, business has afforded me to do is to be able to have that luxury of coming and going whenever i please i can be in orlando florida i can be in you know Myrtle Beach, South Carolina I can be in New Jersey I can be in the UK I can do Naples,
1: that. Florida here soon I hope And Naples,
0: Florida <laughs> soon So it really does um, Sit well with me When you say that Don't run after the dollar you got to run after What the work that you're putting in What it's going to afford you to do um, Through that faith So I'm going to ask this of you my friend Please close us out in prayer
1: Absolutely Dear Heavenly Father Thank you Thank you and thank you for getting us together today to fellowship and provide guidance to whoever is listening tonight. And just please just be with each and every one of us as we go through the spiritual journey and also uh, an amazing opportunity to lead others in organization and help and give back to communities. Um, Father God, you are the one who's providing our guidance and confidence and strength that we need each and every day to get up, follow our purpose, and know that all things through you are possible. We are sometimes bogged down with the stressors of of work and environment and cultural and society, but we know that through you. Things are going to be miraculously changed, and we are going to be lifted up in your will and your power by following your word to impact more and more and more people. Father God, I just ask you tonight to be with every single one who is listening, lift them up, grow closer to them, and be with them through this journey. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.